Lisa K. 10 to noon on KTOE. We've got Master Gardeners in the studio today. This weather is making me want to get out and get my hands in the soil. I've already uh, done a little bit of work out at uh, the farm. I volunteer out at Valley Veggies, and my Master Gardeners know that. Kim and Joyce back in studio. How are both of you doing? i got to make sure both of you have a microphone there. We're just riding this pendulum swing of the weather. Doing good. I'm actually uh, a little concerned about the weather. I know whenever I come on the show, I'm always complaining about the weather, but I think there's a lot to be concerned about right now. And it's so weird. Well, here's here's what's happening mm-hmm. in my own personal backyard. Mm-hmm. My tulips are up about an inch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've got a honeysuckle that's starting to leaf out. Um, and other things are showing some iris that are showing signs of coming to life. And, you know, that would be fabulous. It's the last day of February. I mean, oh, that'd be so wonderful we had an early spring. However, <clears throat> historically, and I keep telling anybody that'll listen, you know what? We're going to get a foot of snow in April. We have every year. <laughs> yeah. I've got pictures on my phone. And for the tulips, you know, I remember a few years ago, we, we got the tulips were up. It was beautiful. And then we got a real cold snap yes. and we got heavy snow. And a lot of people said, oh, they'll be okay. No, they won't. Mm. They're going to drop over dead. That's what's going to yeah, happen. If they're, if they're they not can't, covered at all. They can't, they can't tolerate. If they're just peeking out of the ground like now, if they would just stay there, they'll be okay. You know, a few might get a few burnt ends, but that's not where the budding or the flower is going right. to come from. Do you feel like you have a microclimate back there, like it's a little warmer, that they're up uh, a little higher? No, you know, they're they're in raised beds, but okay. the beds are like, this sounds crazy, like they're only like a foot, they're on in the ground, they're mm-hmm. just a foot, a foot off, off the ground, you know, and it's a, it's a fairly, it's a sunny area, but um, I've never, ever seen my spring flowers come up this early ever, and because usually the we first, are, oh, I, I was going to say, that. the first thing to come up that well, I usually see is the rhubarb. That yeah. comes up really early, and there's no sign of any rhubarb coming up. But those those and, oh chrysanthemums mm-hmm. too. Okay. Those are you about have a lot an, coming up. Those are about an inch tall. But that I'm not so worried about because if you mulch those, and even in the dead of winter, if you look under the mulch, there's little green shoots under there. Okay, and, okay. and so that's not that unusual. They can tolerate some frost. But I'm I'm very concerned about the spring bulbs. I'm very concerned yeah. about the flowering trees. Yeah, once they start coming up, you can't you can't revert reverse it. You, you can't can only cut them just. Up. I think no. the best thing to do is that if you've already put leaf mulch on them, or I put hay on mine or straw, um, if as long as they've got like a carpet of covering over them, it kind of maintains the temperature of the soil. But the soil's gone so, through. A lot of freeze thaws that if you walk out in your yard, you'll see it almost, I don't know how to explain it, but it almost looks uh, like oatmeal. Mm -hmm. Like any naked ground you would have that's just bare dirt. Mm -hmm. It almost looks bubbly. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It looks like oatmeal just because of the freeze thaw has created like these little water channels. It it pushes the the mulch up and down basically. But the other thing is if you have, say, your tulips or your daffodils or your spring bulbs, if you had that mulched, if that starts to kind of poke through the mulch, the other, the negative side is, okay, they're forecasting 70 again by this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And if those plants, they warm up quickly, especially if it's a sunny area where you should have planted those. Um, mm-hmm. they're going to turn yellow, you know, they're going to yellow out. And then, mm-hmm. and then it's a question of, well, do I take the mulch off because they need to green up in order to be able to bloom? 
Well, if you take the mulch off and then the... Mm-hmm. We're going to go back down to 30s, I, I think, know following that. I that um, where I grew up was down near north of Wells, Minnesota. And down there yesterday morning, the low temperature was minus 2. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's... If you're a gardener, if you it, we're you know we're kind of we're, we're hobby gardeners, but if you're trying to make a living like growing apple trees or something yes. like that, I I don't even know what to think or what to. I think we've hit. I I've been kind of watching on like the national weather, um, like blogs or whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. and I think we've hit. I know Shane, our extension guy, has pointed out too that we are at a thousand chill hours. I think we're just over that now. Is that what we need? I think we're good now because okay. I think we've hit enough chilling hours that like apples will be okay. But the thing that like Joyce is talking about is that freeze thaw mm-hmm. that we're really going to run into a problem because like our da- our daffodils and our tulips, we are in a historically warm winter. Mm-hmm. Um, we are well, the in the middle of the warmest a, on record. The El, El Nino, Nino is so strong. Compared mm-hmm. to some years that it's it's really, you know, but the, the thing even like about the apple trees, you know, I, I know what you're talking about, the, mm-hmm. the freeze chill thing. That's what we're talking about is when the sap starts to run and the apple trees start to come back to life. But the problem mm-hmm. is if the apple trees bloom too early. Right. The, if you get, if you again. get, yeah, if you mm-hmm. get, I think it's something like. Then you don't like, get more. I don't, I, I don't think believe. it's like, no, you don't. It's something like six hours below 28 degrees and the blossoms will fall off. I think I'm correct. I, I think I've got that. It's, yeah. If that's not correct, it's very close to that. It's a very short time span. If the apples are in full bloom, you get that freeze, get that cold, um, it, they, the, you're done. You get no crop Ugh. that year. So it's a real, and that's the reason why, you know, you see, I'm sure you've seen these things or people have seen these things on TV where the orange groves in Florida, mm, for yeah. example, they bring in helicopters. Do so they pay a helicopter to keep the air moving so that it can't get that cold? Right. But mm. sometimes. Even, I'm just going to rent a helicopter. You know, sometimes <laughs> with the helicopters that doesn't work either because it, the, in, the, the cold is too intense. It can't. It can't move can't enough air. That. So I, it's a real, it's, I'm glad, you know, I feel I'm concerned about anybody that's a, a fruit tree farmer right mm-hmm. now, because I would say this, this spring is going to be tricky on a good day. <laughs> we will be watching this. The only thing that mm-hmm. I've noticed coming up in my yard, and I'm not terribly concerned about it right now, but I have garlic. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, my garlic is up like an inch or so. I peeled back all the covering and looked, and I was like, hello, good morning. Yeah, there Put it, it right back, you know. I have I'm not pars- ready to uncover it you yet. No, parsley reseeds every year, yeah. and I have a kind of a, one of my beds is just herbs. Parsley is green enough and big enough that I can start snipping fresh parsley. Yeah. Which is That's so weird. Absolutely it's... bizarre. Last year at this time there was easily eight or nine feet of snow covering my garden. <laughs> Seriously, so it, was. it was. I went into my raised bed and I peeled back some of the leaf mulch that was on there and some things I just decided to leave, mm-hmm. you know, and left the garden in the fall. Uh, left that raised bed alone and there was actually still some uh, new green sprouts from my snapdragons. Oh, wow. wow. Like last week. My goodness. So, wow. Well, the other thing that could happen here, too, is there are a lot of annuals. I think uh, marigolds are a really good example. Cosmos, yeah. another example. They reseed themselves. They're not they're not perennials, but they reseed. Yeah, I wonder how many of our annuals will actually just <clears throat> well, self-seed themselves because well, we really didn't have a super long cold winter. But the thing about that, though, is if they seeded, 
and now, you know, we did get some rain this winter, and now mm-hmm. they're forecasting rain again for next week. If we get a rain and those seeds sprout, because that's what they do, mm-hmm. and then we get a cold snap, those are annuals. They can't tolerate They can't tolerate 32 degrees. No. Not now, not ever, you know. So, no. I, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just so, every day I'm thinking, What's going on here? You know, I get I just get <laughs> concerned about it, you know. This is something, I mean, I think, like you said, we're all going to have to live through this yeah. and see yeah. what happens in our own yards. Mm-hmm. I know that we've uh, we've got concerns about, I, I had thought the other day, is it time to take the straw off yeah. of my roses? Because it was so of, warm. And I'm going to leave it. Somebody said, just leave it. Yep, just, just let it, it be. Let, her, let, her, let it be. I think we just play business as usual. Um, and you you know enough about your plants in your own yard, and if even if you don't, you know just I don't know. We're all scientists. That's how I feel. Like <laughs> just experiment. if you want to try it and you're willing to sacrifice it. I know a friend had said like the more expensive plants get the priority. So yeah. maybe don't do yeah, the David yeah. Austin rose. Maybe do the don't Sam's say, Club rose. Don't or say that to me. <laughs> well, I would I would I'm say I would say that what people should. People should expect some loss. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, just prepare yourself for things to not be normal. The other yeah. thing is this. I remember, and I'm really dating myself now, but it was, I think, 1987 and 1988 were really, really dry years. Mm-hmm. And I remember that February, actually, um, the, I had the same garden I have now, but it was in a different setup. But I remember in February, I actually planted a few seeds and... And it was like you know some lettuce and that kind of stuff, and it worked. But mm. it, it got it was warm that year. But unfortunately, then that was the summer of no rain. Yeah. We had we had these last couple of years has been dry, but nothing like that like the late '80s. That was absolutely dr- drought. It did was you, terrible. Did you know we were in uh, El Nino the year of the '91 blizzard? We were. Yes. Oh, I didn't know With that. Thirty-one inches yes. of snow. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Huh. We are actually in a snow deficit right now, which is okay. And oh, I have yeah. to tell you, when you talked about going out and planting something in February, we've been in our garden every month this year, and that's right. not normal. Mm-hmm. And Brett, my better half, Brett and I, we went out and actually planted like 100 tulips and Just to see. February. Just to see what happens? Yep. Okay. And the ground is actually softer then than it was all summer because all summer it was so compacted and so hard and dry see if it needs we'll see what happens if it needs that i had to try cold stratification or whatever before they come up but yep i had to try it i can tell you for sure they (laughs) they need the cold yeah they need the cold otherwise well if you predict that we get we're gonna get a foot of snow in april well i keep saying that because when haven't we right i mean but this is such a crazy and march madness it always snows around that basketball oh yeah what i was reading that's on the calendar for it to snow during yeah st patrick's day blizzard it's on an unwritten rule yeah and i remember when my son was a baby it would have been 2011 2012 St. Patty's Day was like 80, 90 degrees, and we had them out swimming in a little pool. Yeah. So, I mean, we haven't not seen this kind of a fluctuation in weather before. It's just this is historically the warmest winter we've had. The other had. thing, though, they are, if we could just, I mean, nobody wanted to see we had rain on Christmas, obviously. Right. Nobody yeah. really wanted to see that. But if we could get some really good rains this spring to recharge the soil, because usually mm-hmm. spring rain, if the ground is frozen, just runs right off. And even the snowpack, if the ground is frozen, runs right off. But any moisture we can get, it'll soak. It'll now. soak right, right in, mm-hmm. and so our okay. water table isn't 
as bad a shape as you might think, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. Well, but that's we good still news. Definitely need rain. We need rain. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the Master Gardeners here. It's KTOE Middays with Lisa Kay. Back on KTOE, it's Middays with Lisa Kay. My Master Gardener is in studio. Now, what happens if we have things uh, that are planted that happen to pop and we see them and maybe they're starting to, um, you know, get the bloom on them and then we get that cold. I know I'm talking the what ifs, but yeah. what, do, what do you do with things like that in order to save the bulb for maybe next year? Maybe you're, you're not going to get a bloom this year. So what I would do is um, if even if the main stalk, you see it coming up and uh, a bud starts getting like that liquidy, like it just looks destroyed after it gets frozen yeah. or if there's the main part of it is round up or mm-hmm. looks shriveled. Mushy. Mushy. <laughs> Mushy is the good word <laughs> that I wasn't thinking of. I would just cut that part off and leave, like, daffodils get those real pretty um, the solar greens. panels off of them, the leaves. Mm. Yeah. Um, or even tulips. They have those real fat leaves that are on them. Just leave those. Because that's collecting yep. sunshine and feeding the bulbs yep. still, right? And you may, exactly. and then yeah. you can either dig them up at the end of the season, mark where they are, dig them up, and maybe... Um, Move them to another place where you can just keep an eye on them if you want to plant some more fresh tulips there or if you treat your tulips like animals, just throw them away. <laughs> if it's daffodils, you know, maybe um, baby them in a, a quarantined area just to see if they do come back. But mm-hmm. they should. Um, usually it just, you'll lose the bloom. Like an apple tree won't die if all the apples go off of it this year, most no, likely. it won't. You'll just have not, a better crop next yeah, year. You'll not get a harvest. You won't get anything this year, but you, the tree will still be alive. Does well, that make sense? The yeah. same The same thing, like, you know, I was talking earlier about the apple trees and the blossoms freezing and that kind of stuff. But in terms of trees, and I'm certainly no no tree expert at Me all, neither. but I do know. I've got one coming on tomorrow. I, I know. But <laughs> Good. I, I just I was going <laughs> to say him this question. one thing that he, he would probably tell you, too, is that in northern Minnesota, over the past couple of decades, I'd say there's been a horrible problem with with the army worms and they and they like tent caterpillars oh and they um they encompass the whole tree and oh. i've actually seen it personally like they, where they create a spider web well, around they, they, their and, and they defoliate the tree completely yeah oh. and that's happened and you know the the it looks horrible you've lost the tree looks stripped looks mm-hmm. like it was in a horrendous hailstorm but the fact of the matter is trees can totally defoliate and they'll come back yet that same season which is, yeah. trees are, you know, depending on the kind of tree, it depends, I guess is the right answer. Yeah. But depending on the kind of tree, they will come back. Okay. So so the trees are not quite as big a worry as some of your other smaller perennials. So we might not see, you might have to buy some annuals this year and kind yeah. of supplement for that. I know yeah. doing some seeding of those right now. We're going to talk about seed starting. I want to talk about, I, I was going to ask, I know that... Um, Kim, you watch one of the same YouTubers that mm-hmm. I do as far as gardening, and we are, uh, when I ask about this new seed that's come out, I know if you've seen it, you know where I'm going with this, right? Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll fill Joyce in on the break, and then we'll. I, I want to get your opinion on this coming back uh, when we come back from our break here with the Master Gardeners. Lisa K, 10 to noon on KTOE. Back on KTOE, it's Lisa Kay in studio with my Master Gardener friends. We're talking all things uh, that we can do right now. I mean, within reason. 
Seed starting. Seed starting. Seeds. And speaking <laughs> of seed starting, just a brief foray into this conversation because the, I know uh, a few months ago when I had you in here and we were talking about, hey, gardeners, can we get people always ask about GMO seeds? Yeah. And back then. What did I tell you? I said, I'm not even touching I'm that not subject. Touching that be- because um, you really can't go to a store, a big box store, a seed yeah. store, and buy as a consumer a GMO seed. Those are reserved for the big, the farmers, the people that grow, uh, that need certain Commercial. seeds. Yeah. yeah. And now... Well, you said you really can't, but, but now you really can. You really can, because since the time we had that conversation, it has come out that somebody somewhere yeah. has... A GMO tomato seed for a cherry tomato that is available to the general public to purchase. It was. I don't know if it still is, right. but it was. I mean, it's out there. Mm-hmm. We'll just say that. It's out there that it became known that it was crossed with a Snapdragon. And what was the reason for the cross? I think that they wanted to create something that had more... you got to help me say the word. It's an, an, Anthrocyanins. It, thank you. Yeah. Anthrocyanins. Um, and more like antioxidant rich, okay, um, food product. So, so it's a deep purple color, but it was yeah. on it was on the cover of the Baker Creek catalog. You said, mm-hmm. well, I have a solution for the whole thing. Just plant some eggplant. That's purple already. Yeah, so you, you yeah. Know, you know, yeah. But so whether you're worried about it or not, these seeds weren't cheap yeah. either. They weren't. Like, they weren't. I don't even remember what they were going for, but it was a pretty like it was not a regular uh, two dollars, five dollar pack. It was a lot more. And I don't think they're available seeds. through Baker Creek anymore because I think Baker Creek did not want to be selling a GMO seed. So I believe that they've since pulled it. I'm, but I'm it's on the market. It's out there. It's going to be available yep. somewhere if they I don't have it. I know some people that have gotten it. So, oh. yeah, not personally, but I yeah. know of people that have it in their hot little hand and they're going to be planting it because, I mean, it's out there. And like I've said a thousand times, we're all scientists and yeah, you do you, I guess. Yeah. It's just now... It's not going it, to be it, for it begs, me, but... It, it begs the comment that now it's out there. Yeah. And so we might be seeing more of those in the future, and you can make the choice whether you want to do that or not. Mm-hmm. But as far as seeds starting, are there things that need to be started right now? I think at the at the, uh, at the the farm we were talking about um, hot peppers around this time. Some things need yeah. to be started a little bit Pe- earlier. Peppers. Mm-hmm. I think peppers would be something that you would want to start now, uh, but... You know, like tomatoes, it's, it's, you know, I know it's way too early, way, way too early because tomatoes, you really reach an optimum growth at eight weeks. Okay. And, and I'm an advocate and I will always, always advocate plant the smallest tomato possible. And, mm-hmm. and the reason for that, and it, this is through trial and error, plus just kind of what I know because I've been growing tomatoes for a long time. Um, if you have a real small plant, they don't have, there's not much transplant shock when you put yeah. them in the ground. They grow, they grow so just quickly, the just the same as fast. And you can get, you can, you can shape the plant better. You can control the, the branches. You can put it in a cage and you can kind of guide it through the cage. Okay. If you've got this great big tomato, chances are you have to bury it in a, in a tunnel or a trench and then it'll, it'll come up. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're, you're so kind of, you're kind of stressing your plant needlessly, I we, would say. Often at the uh, out at Valley Veggies, we'll be plucking the the flowers off of the tomato plants before yeah. we sell them, and people are like, "Wait a minute, you're ah. killing it!" No, because you want you want the they, you want to plant because it because it's an indeterminate. Mm-hmm. It's going to be producing a lot more flower. Well, you plant it, and it it it. 
doesn't put the energy into the flower and the fruit. It puts yeah. the energy into the roots to give yeah, it a stable, exactly. and then it will produce for you. But there's a real key with tomatoes, and that is to know what kind you have. Are they determinate or indeterminate? Because right. yes. if they're determinate tomatoes, they only set the flowers they're going to set. They don't. If you pick them off, yeah, a new flower done. is not going to appear. Mm-hmm. You're going to just lose some fruit. Are yeah. those little like so like micro tomatoes have become pretty popular, oh, or like, like patio tomatoes? Yeah, the patio tomatoes. I believe that most of those are determinant because you wouldn't want they, those like yeah, I eight think feet they are. tall. Yeah, they are. So I, something I'm, like that yeah. you wouldn't want to. But yeah, yeah, like Big Mama. But I'm I'm thinking of like uh, celebrity. Steaks. And some of those, the celebrity is my favorite tomato because it's it's indeterminate. So when those guys start to bloom, um, they just go crazy, and then they Keep start to, they produce until frost. Yep. And, and you can't you, you, you it's almost impossible to use all those tomatoes mm-hmm. just from a you know a few plants. And we always <laughs> we always overplant. Oh, Joyce, it, I can use them. I just haven't eaten them all yet. You know, yes. But, yes. You know the thing is, it's, I'm it's, getting there. Come it's, on. It's, it's, <laughs> if you can get too too much of a, and you know, you can certainly always donate produce to the food shelf. Yes, but yeah, you know, let's encourage that. Well, and I think that's a that's really cool. good idea for any excess produce. Yeah. Um, but I do know with the food shelf, there are certain things that are bigger sellers than others. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and one thing I've recognized in, is that something like cabbage, really pretty easy to grow. But a lot of people don't know how to shred up cabbage. If you don't happen, I'm serious. I am serious. <laughs> really? What's the, the trick? Well, there's no. The, I'm not going to say I don't know how, but I want to know. Like, tell me well, how to do it. Yeah. Well, a food processor just you know, and it's not like you don't grind it. If you have a blade on oh, your the slicer. food pro- slicer, you put it through the slicer, and it gets to be a perfect mix, like for coleslaw Wait, or whatever. So you don't chop it with your knife. You can. It's just more. It's more work. I just there's, bought a really expensive vegetable knife. Just for that purpose. Oh, it works. It works yeah. fine. But you know what? If I you have, have one if you have, of. but I'm not talking about. You need. I'm. You know, we don't do. I don't do advertisements for different products. But kitchen, you need a KitchenAid food processor or a high. A high. It's yeah. a high end. It's yeah. high end. But okay. you know what? The, you, so do you chop it like into quarters? No, no I curious. just. I just. I just cut it into pieces that you can send through the processor. Oh, and man. the other thing that people don't realize <laughs> about cabbage is you can freeze cabbage, and just. It just you don't have to blanch that. Nope. All you have to you could you shred it up. You can put it in the freezer, and it's you can't bring it out of the freezer and make coleslaw out of right. it. But you can certainly use it for soups and stews okay. and different things where your cabbage would be cooked anyway. That mm-hmm. you, but no, you don't have to blanch cabbage to freeze it. You can just absolutely put it in the freezer, and it works. Okay. Is cabbage considered a cold crop, like lettuce, and so we can or beets? Well, like a, a, a cold, so a cold crop. Put it out. Yeah, C O L E. C O L E. Yeah, sorry. A lot of times, I yeah. always say it cold, but I know a lot of people that. do. But that that that's not. Yeah, it's it's C O L E. That's my it, Swede pronunciation yeah. coming <laughs> out. Sorry. No. But what I'm what I'm saying about <laughs> my it is so, accent. so it's your your cabbage and your broccoli and your cauliflower and all those those products. Those they they actually can be planted fairly early, yeah. even in a you know abnormal year like now. You can plant it before your last frost. Oh, yeah, because they can tolerate some frost. Okay. and Which is why your parsley is coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And parsley is... It's 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 not a perennial, but it just keeps receding and keeps coming up, and it can tolerate it, it tolerates some frost. Another thing that tolerates frost is snapdragons, which is they look so delicate, they tolerate frost. Which yeah, mine are still around. That's isn't that so crazy? Bizarre. That yeah. just seems that strange because they seem, look so delicate as a flower themselves. They really do. You and know? their their leaves and their stem. It's not like a and their seed pods look like little tiny skulls. ghost faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
They're really cute. Grow them. So if we're looking to get seeds started inside, yeah. you don't really need a whole setup. You can do things in uh, yogurt containers. You can do oh, things yeah. in clamshells that you get your like your, your takeout food. Yeah, in. your Chinese takeout food. Um, you can. I've seen people, and I'm not an advocate of putting more of that out in the world, but like they're already out there. If you get something like a styrofoam cup. Yeah, you can do it in that too. It's really easy to poke a hole in them. I'm not an advocate of using that kind of stuff. And you can but reuse some of those things, but I'm well, an advocate of recycling things well, and reusing them as a second purpose and a third. Right. The, the key to all that really is the major thing about whatever container you're using is to make sure you have drainage. Mm-hmm. That's the, the you know it does so it doesn't matter if it's styrofoam or plastic. But I I'm a real advocate of please don't use styrofoam if you can don't buy it don't use it don't you know <laughs> yeah. and even you know restaurants i have an issue with restaurants that give you styrofoam containers for the to go part of your yeah. meal if you can't eat it all and i yeah. get it i mean i get it because the cost of those containers is really really high and it's hard to believe when you go to a restaurant stuff is expensive and you're thinking well they're making all this money i've been in the food or i was before i retired in the food business for 40 plus years there's a small a small profit. They, the work is hard, and you can. They are successful, but they do it on volume, not yeah. on what they charge yeah. you for your hamburger. Yeah. You know. So um, I just really encourage people, if possible, just use recyclable stuff. Yeah. Or, or, or some, bring your own. What about well, you? so, or bring yeah, your own, or, or some places, which is wonderful, is they give you a, a plastic container, but it's microwavable in oven, or you know, it's you, you can, can use it. You can reuse Those it. Are the really good ones too that you, you can reuse. Yeah, you can reuse them for leftovers or whatever, such or that seed starting. You know, or seed starting. Or, or yeah. seed starting. That's the perfect. <laughs> Perfect way to use those, so, you know. Sorry, Mom, you're not getting your Tupperware back. All right, we got Master Gardener <laughs> events we got to talk about before we are, are exiting here. So, um, Well, the, the first biggie that I want to talk yeah. about is our, our annual education day is coming up actually pretty soon. It's almost, it's about a month away. It's The date is Saturday, April 6th. It starts at 9 in the morning, and it's the Pioneer Bank um, building up on Adams Street, 450 Adams Street here in Mankato. Mm-hmm. That's that's a new venue we this is this will be the second year we've had it there and we've got a i think a really exciting a list of 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 presenters uh one is dr brandon miller he's an assistant professor of horticulture at the university of minnesota and he's going to talk about underutilized woody plants for use in the managed landscape in other words he's going to talk about shrubs and trees he does an Um, awesome presentation i've heard him and he's he's excellent the second person is um joanna george She's a, a landscape designer and horticulturist for Bailey Nursery, but many of you might know her from, she worked at Drummer's Garden Center for years. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Johanna. Just, and she's going to talk about new annuals and perennials for 2024. So that's going to be, that's going to be just fabulous. Because, um, you know, right now she's, she recently took a position at Bailey Nursery and she's a regional uh, specialist or something. She's, she's wonderful. Okay. I've known her for years and she, you're going to just love her presentation. And then after that, we have uh, one of our local master gardeners, Karen Wright, is going to talk about uh, lilies. She and her son have done some lily hybridization, yeah. and it's going to be absolutely mm-hmm. fabulous. Mm-hmm. I've seen or heard her presentation, so has Kim. Yeah. 
just does a great excellent. job. And the last person that kind of has the fan club, I think, is uh, <laughs> we have Al Bat, and a lot Yay! of people know who Al Bat yep. is. He's a writer, speaker, storyteller, humorist, and columnist, and a friend and, of mine. And uh, he's going to talk about <laughs> he's the really effect, good about talking and chatting. The effect of climate change on birds and other wildlife. So that's kind of I think that's exciting. Okay. And mm-hmm. I think we've got a, a great a great lineup. Starts at nine o'clock in the morning, um, and it's free free to the public. And so that's always kind of a draw. Um, there, we, the other, the, but down, downside, just so people know ahead of time, keep this in mind: we are not providing food or beverages. Free is free. We, so we don't. We are not taking in money, so we're not going to be, you know, sure. spending money on refreshments. So come and enjoy the come education. And bring your own yeah. coffee. Bring yourself a snack you along if you need to. So and that's April sixth at Pioneer Bank. We'll Saturday, get, April sixth. Saturday, April sixth. We'll get more information on that uh, coming up on the website and we'll remind you again in just a few. Back on KTOE, it's middays with Lisa Kay. Thanks for hanging out, my master gardeners we've got joyce and kim and uh kim's got one more event to talk about that you have going yeah, on yeah we keep um plugging this the spring plant sale so if it, you don't if start stuff, your own if seeds, stuff has died in your yard yes yes which by the way we we didn't touch on it um real quick when you start your seeds too i found better luck starting with smaller trays and i just wanted to yeah. say that like start mm-hmm. with something smaller don't use those ones with 72 holes That's in a it. lot that's easy to dry out, easy to die quick, okay? Yep. So our, back to our spring plant sale. Mm-hmm. That's on Saturday, May 18th, and it runs from, it's going to start at 10 o'clock, and then it goes until we're sold out, but we're saying 1 p.m. Now, it goes pretty quick after we start. We get pretty picked over pretty quick. Um, it's all things that either us master gardeners have personally grown ourselves or propagated in our yard. Um, divided or it's this year new this year we're going to actually be getting in a couple native plants too like um, starts because native plants take a little longer to grow so we're getting some starts in from a company okay so that's new for us Um, we're hoping that we can grow our plant sale bigger over the years so that we can do more of that where is the plant sale? So at? the plant sale is going to be at the Mankato Curling Club, which is at 600 Hope Street, okay. um, over by the Madison East Mall, kind of that way. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it behind? Uh, like um, kind of, it's back by the well, ISG is it Walgreens? Yes, yeah, the, it's by the, the baseball field. Yeah. Um, and then we're just saying you can bring your own wagon, so you have something to carry your stuff in or put it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Is there something else that was going to Cash check? Like, oh, how do we pay for yeah. that? Yeah, so it's ca- it's always been cash or check, but new this year, we're what? taking credit. What? Whoop, whoop. Look at you guys moving <laughs> into the century here. Yes. yes. Nice. We're very excited about that. Very good. All Ooh. right, so, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of different dates to remember. Yep. Uh, we're going with Saturday, April 6th yep. for the education event at Pioneer Bank. Yeah. And then the plant sale Saturday, May 18th at the Curling Club here in Mankato. Yeah, we're is, super excited. Do, is there a website or a Facebook page to follow along with more information for you? So I believe our Facebook page is uh, Master Gardeners of Minnesota River Valley. Okay. And then um, we'll be posting these on there and you They'll can be go on, there and check. Yeah, I'll put yeah. the flyers online under our, if you're listening to this replay yeah. interview on KTOE.com. Follow us on Facebook. Yay. Well, it's so good to see you both You too. Again. I'm glad you're Absolutely. here. Happy spring, whatever is it may like, bring. What, happy is, whatever, yeah. I would say happy whatever season this yeah, is. Yeah, what I'm is not, this? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Next week it's summer. Celebrate <laughs> accordingly. Yes. My Master Gardeners on KTOE. We'll be right back.